0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a man, he was studying one night with his son in the Beit Midrash. His name was Chesky. He's studying with his son. A stranger from out of town walks into the bet Midrash. He's watching, he's seeing them learn. And uh, he's noticing them learning. After the, they took a break, Chesky gets up. This man comes over to me and says, I'm sorry, I couldn't help but notice. Are you studying with your son? He said, yes. He said, wow, I'm so impressed. The patience you have to sit with your son. You take every question so seriously. How did you have such good me? It's unbelievable. And I noticed you before, you were holding the door open for somebody who had a handicap and you did. I'm not the FBI, don't worry. But I'm just noticing how beautiful your character is. He said, oh, I try, you know, I try to do chesed, I try to do this, I try to do that. He tells him, people don't have time for their children anymore like this. You study with them every night? Yes, every night. It's unbelievable what you're doing. I'm so impressed by you. You are a real inspiration. When Chesky heard those words, he got startled. Everything. He said, He started getting a tear in his eyes. He says, are you okay? I hope I didn't say the wrong thing. He said, no, I'm fine. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. His son sees his dad. You you alright? He says, yeah, I'll explain it to you in the car. They get in the car to go home. And he tells his son, son, you don't know this about me. I wasn't always like this. You see me now, religious, learning with you, patient. I wasn't always like this. When we first got married... I was a different person. When I married your mother, I was a different person. I lived what's called in the fast lane. All I cared about was making money. I barely prayed. I prayed in the fast minyan. I never learned any Torah. All I cared about was money, money, money. And I was ruthless. I got into my business. I was doing great. My workers were petrified of me. I talked down to them. I bossed them around. You did one thing wrong, you were fired. I was really... and My character was terrible. And he said, I wanted a dream house for your mother. We bought a lot and we built a palace that we live in today. And money was no expense. And nothing was any expense. We bought crystal and chandeliers and marble. Your mother didn't care too much about this. I wanted it for her. And the people, the market was down at that time. I remember getting people who needed the money desperately. I got them to do every job, but basically free. I was I was terrible. I remember a Kolel guy, he had 13 children. And I was bargaining him the price for the alarm system. And I barely, he was basically cost price. And he. I saw him, a tear in his eyes. He says, that's all you're going to give me? I said, you don't want it, don't take the job. And when I paid him, I didn't even care. It didn't bother. I had no conscience. He said, and everything changed one Friday afternoon. One Friday afternoon, your mother called up to me. She said, Our oven is broken. The food is not heating up. He said, What do you mean the oven's broken? State of the art oven. I got the best oven. Come down. He checks the oven. It's, 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 uh, it's not working. He calls up the repairman, the one who installed the oven, Yitzhak. He calls up Yitzchak, he says, my oven is cold, it's not working, I need help. He says, okay, it's an hour, hour and 15 minutes before Shabbat, I'll come Saturday night. Saturday night? I tell you my oven's broken, you're coming Saturday night, you should come right now. He says, Shabbat, I, I need to take a shower, I have to get ready. He says, you better come right now. He tells him, I'm not coming, you don't come now, I'm never giving you a job again. He says, okay, I guess I'm coming. Hung up the phone. He gets there, 10, 15 minutes later. He tells him, I need you to fix the problem. He's looking at the oven. He's taking it apart, putting it this back and forth. He's working for a half hour. He catches the problem. He fixes it. He looks at his watch. Only another 20 minutes till Shabbat. He says, okay, I fixed your oven. That'll be $175. $175 for this? He says, what kind of robbery is that? He says, what do you mean? He says, you call me down, normally this job is $125, you call me down an hour before Shabbat, it's $50 extra for my time, I'm not even going to be able to take a shower. You're charging me for coming, you're charging me for coming down on Erev Shabbat? He says, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, you said you needed me, it's an emergency. It wasn't an emergency. My wife cooked all her food across in the neighbor's oven. I didn't even need you. He said, what? You didn't even need me? He said, yeah, I don't know. I'm paying you 125 He sees him at that moment. He's, the guy's turning purple. He says, what? What? And his kids, there's a commotion. His children come down the steps. He says, what's going on there? This guy is trying to rob me. He has no midot. He doesn't care about anything except himself. All of a sudden... The man passes out. He has a heart attack. Shema Israel, I can't believe he put him into a heart attack. He calls up Hatzalah. Come immediately. Hatzalah is working on him. They're pumping. They're pushing. He's saying, Please, Please, Hashem, don't let this guy die. They rushed him to the hospital. They revived him. A couple of days later, this man gets a phone call. Chesky gets a phone call from the hospital. They tell him, you better go see, see uh, Yitzchak. He doesn't look like he's going to make it. You better go ask Mehila. He says, I don't want to go talk to him. He says, he's telling everybody that you killed him. And if you don't go talk to him, he's, ne- he's not forgiving you. He says he's going to make sure you get punished in the next world. He says, okay, I better come down. He goes down to him. He walks and he sees him, barely could talk. He tells him, The first words out of that man's mouth, uh, Yitzchak, was, you killed me. He says, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize, you know, my, my, my emotions got the best of me. I'm sorry. He says, how could you do that to me? I can't believe you did that to me. He says, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. He says, I will not forgive you. You have no conscience. You don't care about anybody except yourself. I will not forgive you. Please forgive me. I beg you. Forgive me. Forgive me. He tells him, listen, I already have one foot in the next world. I don't want to go to the next world with anything bad in my heart. I will forgive you on two conditions. I'll forgive you on one condition. He says, you have to promise me, you will change, you will start learning Torah. You will start going to Shi'ur. You will uproot your ruthless, disgusting character. You will change and you'll treat people with respect. You'll become religious and if you do that, then I will forgive you. If you are able to treat people like human beings and you're able to study Torah, then I will forgive you. He says, that could be a lifetime of work. How will I know if I got forgiven? How will I know if I did my job? He said, he thought for a second, he said, If anybody in life ever tells you, you are an inspiration, then you will know that you did your job. And he said, tells his son, I was waiting my whole life for forgiveness. And tonight, someone said I was an inspiration. Tonight I was forgiven. He says, and he tells his son, the Torah is what changed me. The Torah gave me a new life. It gave me, the other life was terrible. I wish it didn't have to happen like this. But paruch Hashem, my, you see me now, I was not like this before. This is what the Torah could do. It could change everything about a person. It gives us midot. It gives us everything. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to org.